Alright. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Alright, this is episode number 16 of Transformers Prime, first aired June 18th, 2011, uh, written by Stephen Melching. Previously written a bunch of other Prime episodes, most recently Sick Mind. Yay, it's him again! Yes. And, uh, Jen, as our title judger, how is this as far as titles go? Uh, I, I think it's, it's good and straightforward. It gives you an idea of what's going on with the episode. Uh, it's not trying to be too clever, nor is it too obvious. Okay. So I, I think it's very, very good. Middle of the road, maybe, but a good middle of the road. And we open with, uh, with a bleak landscape of, uh, of gray skies and abandoned buildings, and I initially thought this was Chernobyl. Same. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not that far off, apparently. Chernobyl, but there's a volcano in the background. Well, I almost wonder if they add that later because I thought, oh, you can't write about Chernobyl in a, on a kid's cartoon. I mean, yeah, you can't well, write a lot of you can't write about a lot of the shows. stuff that happens in this episode in a kid's cartoon. Yeah, this is true. This gets pretty gruesome. Yeah, this, this so. is this is like body horror one hundred and one here. Yeah, but it turns out this is in fact the Kamchatka Peninsula, which is an actual peninsula. Okay, was it actually abandoned because of a volcano? No. I knew, Consult you know, on maps of Russia, it's that like, it's that like big sort of peninsula on the like far east part. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. Kamchatka. Kamch- I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, but Kamchatka. Uh-huh. Okay. It should have been Chernobyl, that would be even better. Anyway, they were, they were tracking some sort of Energon signature, and I guess they just, instead of Energon, they found each other, and because they hate each other, they just started fighting each other. So, you know how I was talking about how with animated Bulkhead, you can't really give him a rival because he's just too nice? I I think that Prime Bulkhead definitely works with a rival. Yes, he is definitely a guy who would have made enemies with a a mean guy with a hammer for a hand. (laughs) Yes. Except they're kind of like, it's not like RC and Arachnid where it's like crazy it's just like kind of jovial yeah like you know animated breakdown was kind of a farm boy nerd this breakdown is is a a sports jock yes bulkhead yeah who just happens to be wide they're bulkhead yeah it doesn't help that their names are fairly similar i guess that helps the the rivalry I guess it kind of works that way. Oh, maybe that's why they hate each other, because they have similar names and they got confused in a directory or something. But Ah, <laughs> uh, it's that like, guy. This breakdown isn't G1 breakdown, but he kind of is, because supposedly he's connected to the aligned breakdown who was in War for Cybertron, who does look like G1 breakdown, but is the personality of G1 breakdown, but this isn't G1, it, it's... Weird. I, yeah. I can't deal with the aligned stuff trying to connect these to the movies. I'm just, or not the yeah, movies, the games. Yeah. I just, yeah. Well, not the, I can't. the games. Like, it works to a point, but then you have things like Breakdown here who's, no, that's not right. Maybe it's just two yeah. guys named Breakdown. Maybe. Maybe. Press square to pet laser beak. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, so, uh, unfortunately, Bulkhead has to stop because it's hammer time. And he does indeed say hammer time. Yes. Uh. So he, he, he knocks Bulkhead down. He's about to, uh, make the final hammer blow. But luckily for, uh, Bulkhead, uh, he gets a little break in the form of a Deus Ex mech in a. <laughs> that would have been an example of a worse title. <laughs> Because yeah, it is Clancy Brown and his uh, and his posse. It turns out that the Energon signature was fake, and they just wanted to lure in a transformer, Yay! so they could do nasty stuff to him. And uh, because Breakdown is the winner, he's clearly the better one, so they're going to take that one. <laughs> Which is, and thus we don't mind. I mean, Pretty that's much. solid reasoning. Yeah. I mean, the a lot of this episode is definitely nobody cares about Breakdown. <laughs> yeah, because like Knockdown isn't even in this episode. No, he is which, not. Like the only person who would really care about breakdown. Yeah, in that's you know. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that like never really lived up to its potential, and I really feel like those two, even as just like even not shipping them, but even just as like yeah, even buddies, just friends. Yeah. Would, yeah. Uh, they don't, you know, like that's, that's, that's a lot of why the, that's a lot of why the IDW stuff has been so, you know, was so, like, groundbreaking was, hey, it's, it's these characters having actual emotional connections to each other. That's not something you ever see in these stories or see acknowledged. So. Yeah, but they could have done something, anything, just a little scene where knockdowns, like, Yelling at Starscream, get back, get back my assistant or something. I guess yeah. you, you, you need an extra voice actor for that though. Maybe they just didn't want to pay someone else. And I figured that might be part of it because I, I do think that there have been theories that they had hit like a budget crunch, like halfway through this show. Mm-hmm. Which is why some characters we don't really see much going forward. I could see that because they certainly threw a bunch of money at them at first and then maybe they were like, wait, wait, we we need some money for friendship as magic. I don't know. <laughs> it's important. You got to have money for friendship as magic. So anyway, uh, Bulkhead wakes up. Uh, breakdown's gone. Miko is trying to play Marco Polo with him. She's not good at, like, serious anything at all. No. Not to, like, it, it's a perfect opportunity for Miss Joke. It should have been Marco Robo. Uh. <laughs> no. No, it shouldn't have. Well, the Robo, they, they don't know what Polo is. And they probably don't Most... also, they don't know what Marco is either. 
Yeah, most people don't even know what polo is anymore. I mean, come on. It's like a team well, golf, but with a horse. Yeah. Don't, don't. If you've seen a James Bond movie, you probably know what polo is. But I have seen a lot of James Bond movies. <laughs> anyway, so he gets back to base. Nobody knows where Breakdown is, but Agent Fowler is hanging out, and uh, he does. Like, there's a bunch of guys in helicopters. It's obviously mech. Yep. I, I, I mean... saw Clancy Brown on the call sheet. <laughs> I, I, I would say it would be interesting if it actually got to a point where you had rival human organizations, uh, involved in this sort of thing, but also at that point you have a super busy plot and that's a little excessive, so never mind. I, I mean, at that point it's kind of just G.I. Joe and Cobra. Yes. Well, it sort of is, like, oh, if only there was an They could a- all be evil. Well, yes, because of the various organizations, you have Destros or whatever. But, but I'm annoyed that it's Mech and not Mech Ah, so they can't have their their so- soldiers shout Mech Ah like like Cobra. You need you need a vowel at the end to shout it. They're a little more professional also, than that. Mech is totally Kinda? an NGO, which I appreciate because NGOs are almost always like charities. But no, <laughs> they are a non-governmental organization. No, we we are in fact a non-profit. <laughs> I mean, that's true. We're going to send out some canvassers. Um, we'd like you to sign up on the, the $50 level. I get you a pin, and we will inscribe your name into our death robot. Yeah. Because, yeah, they, they are operating outside of any particular government. They, I mean, as we see here, they are operating across international boundaries. They are perfectly com- comfortable operating in parts of Russia. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're like murderers without borders. Yeah. <laughs> but they had to start somewhere. I, they were probably like a tech startup company that like ran out of money really quickly and they had to convert to, uh, mer- mercenaries. <laughs> oh man. Uh, the only good tech startup company. <laughs> uh, so back at the Nemesis, uh Starscream is telling Megatron that hey, uh you know, those uh those green army men guys uh just captured uh breakdown and Megatron is all eh, you know, we're yeah, he don't. Care. He's such a good Megatron because he's like, well, I mean, if humans captured him, then screw him. Yeah. In Which that is, case, I say it is survival of the fittest. I mean, on one on one hand, fair point, but on the other hand, I mean, this wasn't just like the kids that the Autobots are hanging around with. This is like an organized military operation. These are like it's like Arachnid talking about making entire civilizations, I guess, species extinct. It's like, dude, you're only one person. You get a dozen well-armed people, and they can take down a, you know, ten-foot robot. You're not that impressive. Plus, also, so anyway, got, like, what I'm saying guys. is, Megatron is clearly like imagining like the humans Beast Wars Megatron had to deal with, who just have like sticks <laughs> and rocks, and <laughs> occasionally they they figure out how to combine the two, and then then it's on. Stick rock uh, but, hybrid technology. <laughs> See, he doesn't seem to appreciate that the humans can actually be fairly threatening, you know, on their own as, you know, with, with numbers. 
Anyway, Megatron's being unfair to humanity, but that's fine. Yes. Uh, and Starscream is kind of, well, you know, we, we only have like five guys. Maybe we should rescue this guy. But Megatron's uh, not we having five it. five guys with lines. Yes. We have dozens of vehicles, but you know, they, they're not conversational. Those guys do not count. I mean, I... It is interesting that Megatron seems like he would be perfectly happy to have an army that's just Soundwave and a bunch of Vehicons. Which is good, because no one will talk back to him. Yeah. Uh, He'll only be talked back to when he sometimes uh, gets his own voice played back to him. Yes. But uh, I I do think that uh, Megatron does probably see breakdown and possibly knockout as well as being like these guys starscream brought on who i cannot trust anyway oh so. yeah. yeah which is fair so breakdown wakes up and he is in like this grungy warehouse with a bunch of like cool technology stuff set up no it's not a warehouse it's a subway it's- tunnel oh right it is a subway tunnel Oh. Yeah, it's really cool. Which means it must smell terrible. <laughs> I, I was going to suggest that there must be a Mega Deuce down there somewhere. Alternately, a different kind of Mega Deuce that <laughs> someone took a deuce. And it was really, I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, I like the breakdowns all out. Megatron will never pay your ransom. Like, Megatron doesn't have any money. <laughs> This, uh, what did oh, you think this was animated Megatron, who was apparently like swimming in money? Oh, or it's like that Megatron one Decepticon in um, the last night, who's just robbing banks. <laughs> yes, man, that would be great if uh, Mech was like the, the ransom. Money. Issue. <laughs> yeah, you have to rob this bank for me. Yes. Oh man! Oh. Spider-Man to be fair, plots, animated Megatron did not necessarily have human currency. He just had, like, apparently vast riches that, you know, other well, Cybertronians no, he, would accept. He, didn't he hack into banks? Yeah, I mean, I assume that's what was going on. Well, okay, yeah. there's that too. So yes, the point is this Megatron does not have money like the last Megatron. <laughs> No, but no. Silas is not after money. He just wants uh, your body parts. Breakdown. <laughs> so messed up, man. So messed up. They're like coming at him with drills, and Silas is talking about like turning off his pain receptors so he won't make as much noise. And yes, this show is so hardcore. I love it. It's so good. Good. Cut his life into pieces. Yes. Uh, this is my bestest bork. <laughs> Aww. I liked that meme. So back back at the Autobot base, Fowler tells them that, yeah, uh, no, it's mech. They have uh, they have breakdown. Uh, they're definitely going to, like, dissect him. And uh, the Autobots are pretty cool with this. Yeah, I mean, at yeah, least when, like, like and so are that, we. that guy, Jack, that bully Jack was dealing with, at least they were like, we can't let a human get killed by the Decepticons. And then they're like, but we can 100% let a Decepticon get killed by the humans. Yes. Yeah. But, I, uh, I of like course. how... Go ahead, because oh, this ties into to that. I was just saying that I like that, or I was just going to say that uh, yeah, Optimus Prime is not cool with this. 
And so, so I, uh, I like how he starts out with this whole like hug the Nazis thing about how it's like because Breakdown deserves a chance, and he just because he's a Decepticon now, he could still change, and so we we have to save him. But then once he's pushed, he's like. Okay, yeah, also it's because we can't let Cybertronians fall into human hands, which is yeah, a lot uh, more like, yeah, that, that's it's like he's gotta come up, he's gotta present like the really clean and, and shiny and prime like reason to do this and then be like, okay, but yeah, actually there's a very real and practical reason to do this. Yeah, it- because he starts in, like, the, the G1 Prime, it's like, freedom of right, right of all sentient beings, and it's like, murder Prime, it's like, no, we can't let the humans have it. Yeah, though, we don't, we can't have them making, like, a bunch of Gundams with this guy. He gets all Prime Directive. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, no, oh, if the humans make Gundams, they'll make a live-action Gundam movie. Again! Oh, right, that, that's a thing that's happening, allegedly. That's a thing that's happening, and, and I'm tentatively super excited if only for well, it can't be bad as the last one. Right, what was that? G Savior, which is there's only like five minutes of actual Gundam. Hey, in the that movie. had Blue Man Kuma in it. It, it. it does have Blue Man Kuma. Yeah, I really wish this new one, which I'm going to consider a sequel, no matter what it's called or what timeline it's in. <laughs> it's G Savior Two. I wish they'd have Blue Man Kuma in it as a cameo. So Man, it better be Universal. Does Century. he still act? Probably still. It. Probably it's the most popular. I mean, I doubt they're going to adapt Iron Blooded Orphans or anything else. It'll either be Universal <laughs> Century or close enough to it. Oh, I wish it was G Gundam. Yeah, I, maybe I mean, like an offshoot Universal Century. Yeah, yes, I mean G Gundam is hilariously racist. But I don't uh, know. Maybe Gundam Wing. That was that was popular. It was popular. <laughs> I don't. Maybe something like that. Well, they're more likely there will be a team, possibly, if they want to do sequels, instead of just an Amaro one guy piloting the ultimate robot thingy, they might expand it out to the other things. Who knows? All we know is we're getting a Gundam, and CG's at the point where, yeah, it could pull that off, because it does it in the cartoon, and we don't notice it's not... It's, it's animated, it does, but it does it in Ready Player CG. One. Except then we don't have to watch Ready Player One. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nope, that ain't happening. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, so look for that in the future, whenever the fuck that comes out. So yeah, they are they're gonna mount a rescue mission, and it turns out they're taking Ratchet this time. He he gets to leave the house instead of uh, just being uh, season two Rhinox all the time. <laughs> yes. Cause or, uh, they, um, fix it Because Bulkhead's all like, aren't you going to guilt me into going? And he's like, nah, we need a doctor more. Come on, Ratchet. But Miko's uh, all, eh, she's very disappointed. Miko is Bulkhead's human friend now. She's yes. disappointed at everything. <laughs> no, Miko, Miko is Breakdown's human friend now. <laughs> Breakdown <laughs> defeated Bulkhead and Miko is is now Breakdown's human friend. <laughs> Much like Mech, she goes with the victor. Friendship with Bulkhead is over. New friendship with Breakdown has begun. <laughs> yes. But no, she, as, you know, as she will say, she, she, but yeah, she is definitely, like, disappointed. She is giving him her I'm not angry, just disappointed face. 
<laughs> but hey, the good news is he'll be around to watch uh, Creature Double Feature. Yes! Yay! Which Agent Fowler is very excited about. That guy loves oh, yeah, monster movies, and he never gets to there. watch them with anybody. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was gone, but then he he's just pops back in the camera. Ooh, creature double feature. Yeah, it's like, how long have you <laughs> been here? <laughs> he was just standing in a corner. Well, most episodes he time. just shows up and wanders off. It, it's like, I guess it's his day off at, at the Pentagon or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it's like, I ain't got nothing to do this week. Yeah, no, they don't need me at the nebulous military organization. You guys watching uh, some King Kong movies or something? It's in some knockoff Godzilla movies, Dino Lizard versus the Five-Headed Ape, which exists yes. only in a little five-headed flashy ape animation. Five-Headed Ape is pretty great. It, how do you stick five heads on an ape? Why would you stick five heads on an ape? Wait, no, that's kind of the stupid thing that would happen in a 1950s movie in America, but it's more of a parody of a Godzilla movie from Japan. And, and Well, I mean, it's kind of like one Dino of those... Si- the, it's, it's sort of a sci-fi type movie, like, you know, Lava Lantula or... Giant shark versus mega octopus. Yeah, but this is Maybe. before that it was going on. Is that, this? Is pre- this? I think this the- predates the Sci-Fi Channel doing the, all those CG shits. Does it? Huh? I'm pretty sure. I think. I mean, I know it's pre-Sharknado, but what the fuck? Uh, when, when was when was Sharktopus? Sharktopus was only like <laughs> five or six years ago. I think. I think it was older. I think it's older than that. 2010. Oh. Sharktopus. Oh, it was. Okay, huh. fine. Okay, so yeah, I was wrong. This this is a ripoff of Sharktopus. Sharktopus mm. is surprisingly okay as a bad B movie. I mean, it, it has Eric Roberts in it. <clears throat> well, that doesn't mean shit. I don't Didn't, know who isn't that he is. like the voice of the talk, a talking cat? Or am I thinking of the wrong bad? That movie? is indeed Eric yeah. Roberts. But I mean, you hire Eric Roberts, you're going to get a certain level of professionalism. If he's on set, if he's a talk, yes. if he's a talking cat, ah, uh, he's recording that from his bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not not now, Emma. I'm recording this cat movie. <laughs> Got to go upstairs. Yes. That's uh, actress Emma Roberts, his daughter. Huh. Anyway, so uh, Agent Fowler we? hilariously has fallen asleep watching Dinalist versus Five Headed Ape. Good movie. And uh, anyway, it looks the, uh, so, the, so the Autobots get there and they find uh, the source of the signal they're finding, and it's bo- it's Breakdown's eyeball. Which, yeah, man, this messed up. That's messed up. But like, how did like last we saw it and we see the result? They were taking a giant drill to where his eye was, but the, yet the eye that they have sitting around, they find like in a courtyard, is perfectly untouched. Yeah, didn't how they like? That, how did that giant drill delicately remove his eyeball without crushing it? That guy is like a surgeon with that uh, giant eyeball drill. Yeah. Going somewhere, cat. So yeah, that is, and that is a huge drill. And I think we see that in the next episode too. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it didn't bother me. I, I normally eye trauma and everything bothers the crap out of me, but a it's a robot. And B, he's voiced by Alec Baldwin. Or Alec, what the fuck? Which Baldwin? <laughs> Adam Billy Baldwin. Baldwin. No, wait. Um, the bad Baldwin. Uh, Daniel Baldwin? <laughs> Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> no, Haley Baldwin? James Baldwin? James Buchanan? I mean, there are the four brothers. There's Adam Baldwin, who is not a Baldwin. And then there's Haley Baldwin, who is, I believe, Alec's daughter? 
Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I believe there's also Ireland Baldwin, who is the other Ireland? <laughs> Ireland. Okay. With, uh, what's her name? Kim Basinger. It's not oh. a name, it's a location. Come on. Cut yeah. it out, people. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Well, it's too broad. If you name your child after a town somewhere in another country, maybe, but an entire country, that, that kind of doesn't work. No. Like, what are no you going to do? Call your child Asia Argento? Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Ah. Haley is the daughter of Stephen Baldwin. See, uh-huh. you can't even keep them straight. Anyway, uh, and... drilling an eyeball out should be gr- gruesome. I kind of liked it. Well, I mean, uh, clearly Breakdown didn't much like it, but, uh, so anyway, they find this eyeball there, and they, uh, time for a little Victorian-era science here. Which, okay, th- this happens all the fucking time in sci-fi, but with robots, it makes sense. Yes, this is not Wild Wild West. Yes. Or any, oh god, Where they, that, that's, that, that, that thing that, oh, the, the eye can retain the last image it saw is fucking ancient. It was used in a Lovecraft story. It's older than that. With Probably in Sherlock Holmes or some shit. But it to me, it's one of those things in fiction that annoys me as much as we only use 10% of our brain. <laughs> Motherfucker that A, that's wrong. B, it's supposed to be at a time. <laughs> we're not smelling and seeing and remembering everything we've ever seen all at the same fucking time. That's what the brain does. It's compartmentalized. You're not using 100% of your computer at the same time, or it would explode from overheating. <laughs> uh, but it, 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 it's reasonably, uh, it, it, it's fine when the eye is actually like a literal camera. Yeah. It, it, yeah, because then it may very well have some, like, bit of it that holds memory to process and send to the brain. Uh, so it turns out that, um, um, Silas has turned this thing into, like, a video chat thing. <laughs> yeah. So he's all, hey, uh, nice to see you, Autobots. He hacked his eyeball. And, interestingly, the mech has already determined that there are two factions. Yeah, well, they kind of figured that out last time. Which already puts them one up on, uh, on Triple I and Rat from the Marvel Comics. Oh, Yeah. R-A-A-T. Where it took them like 30 issues to figure out that they were like good guys and bad guys. Anyway, so he's all, oh yeah, so we're taking the organs out of this guy. Oh, and also, ah, bomb. Surprise. (laughs) Hey, look, there's a bomb. So they all have to flee this giant explosion. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, uh, Miko is giving Bulkhead the old guilt trip. Mm. Yep. Saying if you don't rescue, she says no rescue, no rematch. That's right. Like you're you're only encouraging him, Miko. You can't just let humans beat your rival. Is this like That's negative wrong. reinforcement or reverse psychology? I'm not sure what she's trying to do here. Maybe she's just negging him. Yeah, Possibly. I think she's just negging him. Honestly, I think she's like genuinely like way too invested in bulkhead like beating up people yes like calm down calm down kid back off so yeah he uh so he he you know activates the uh the ground bridge sets off and in I'm what getting, i see like, in what is miko 
Are, does that happen in half the episodes so far where, like, nobody's left at the goddamn base to port them back? How does it even work? Now, I mean, I, I guess it's Miko. They must have taught the kids how to run it. I get, but, oh, yeah, we, we warned you about Miko in a previous episode. Do not teach her that shit. But, like, it, I do not like fix it in the next show, but I, now I understand why the fuck he's there. Somebody has to stay home. <laughs> Holy crap. Someone has to babysit. Yes. Yes. Babysit this. I kind of like fix it. I, uh, his, he's not bad on his own, but his vocal tick annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, and in what, in what is some definite Miko character development, she does not follow him. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I was, wait, what? How does that not happen? I assume she doesn't follow him because it was originally going to be uh, Chernobyl. Possibly. Yeah, And that's... then the rest of the, sh- the show would just be her slowly dying from radiation poisoning. She at least might understand at least don't go into this highly radioactive area. Well, you would think, but... Yeah, yeah that's fair. That maybe it was Chernobyl and, and the fact that what follows is Bulkhead probably killing humans. Oh, People are dying left and right here. So yeah, yeah. He busts nice disregard in disregard like... for human life. He just he beats down the door. He's got his wrecking ball hands going, and he beats down the door, and then he's just smashing into the ground like a gorilla. Just yeah, people are dying here. Like oh, well, humans it's, it's are not being so much killed. Even that, like, he might be trying to aim to miss them as they're running away, but he's also running full tilt. And people are falling over. There's no way yes. that at least one person wasn't stepped on. Like, Miko yeah. is hosing out the organs from his feet later on. Yeah, because, like, he <laughs> She is probably fine with that. He can't see past his gut to where his feet are at all times. <laughs> Somebody's dead. But they're masked, faceless minions, so who cares? Yeah, they don't even get, like, uh, cobra parachutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do any of them ever have lines? Yes. They may, they may be less sentient than vehicles. No, there are like recurring guys. There's one guy who's always Josh Keaton doing like a bad guy voice. Uh. <laughs> Never gets a name though, I guess. Is he related to yeah, Alex no- P. Keaton? <laughs> no. Oh. No, it's, uh, you know, the, the guy who voices Jack. Yes. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, they, uh, he busts Breakdown out of there. They have a big fight. Um. A big fight against the humans, not against each other. Like, they bond together by breaking them out, and yet it's kind of implied, like, the way Bulkhead was talking about Breakdown to Miko, that, like, he's murdered friends of Bulkhead's. Oh, he's like a war criminal or something. Yeah, something some serious I mean, is going on. They're all kind of war criminals at this point. I mean, I mean the Decepticons, maybe. Oh. Well, how many I mean, Viacons we, we, have we never really learned? We've seen Bulkhead kill Viacons. Like, at least a dozen. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's not a war crime, though. That's just war. I, yeah, I guess, but who knows? Anyway, you were saying something? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and this is where, like, there's definite human death here because Bulkhead, p- or 
breakdown, picks up one of those mech cars and just hucks it out of helicopter, and they both explode. (laughs) (laughs) As things tend to do. Speaking of Gundam. And it's not like there's a moment where Bulkhead is shouting at Breakdown, don't throw that, don't hurt the humans. He don't care. No. Oh no, those those guys are DEA dead. I mean, they D-E-A-D they dead. They they basically the the Autobots, maybe not Prime specifically, but the Autobots in general definitely take a good humans and bad humans view of of uh morality in this case they're not like oh we have to protect even the bad humans they're just like screw them optimus definitely cares these guys bumblebee might made their own bed rc don't care no no ratchet 100 percent doesn't care ratchet doesn't want to leave home (laughs) and ratchet doesn't even want to deal with the humans he knows much less like a bunch of randos Yeah, he yes. built their science projects and might have intentionally tried to build weapons of mass destruction to kill them. It's hard to tell with that vibrating thing what that was for. <laughs> also, at this point, we see that Breakdown also has three fingers. Yes, mm. it's like the thing. Yeah, That's another thing they have in common, but also not in common. Yes. So, hey, somebody's uh, dropping in. And it is not the Autobots, it is the Decepticons, by which it's just Starscream and a bunch of Vehicons. You, you can tell because it's a bunch of jets. Yay, flying yeah. Vehicons, which we've only seen once before? Or twice? Well, maybe a couple of times. It was We saw them in the mech episode and... I think one of the parts of um, Darkness Rising we saw them. Mm. I think. Anyway, so yeah, they... Uh, they show up, um, and at some, some point, Breakdown actually saves Bulkhead here. Oh, yeah, because he's about shoves to shoves him out of the way hit by a giant of, zappy. Like a, yes, yes. So he doesn't so, yeah. want his rival. I mean, we we see he's God. I can't. I can't even. I can't see this breakdown being like some terrible war criminal because he's like kind of dim, but yeah. not terrible. I mean, he could be just like one of those. I was just following orders kind of guys. Yeah, yeah. he does seem like a following orders kind of guy. But yeah, knockout he's... orders maybe. <laughs> Buff me. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, but he seems to be, you know, have enough honor to not let the guy who just rescued him get killed by humans. So yeah, he, he jumps in and gets Bulkhead out of the way. Hmm. So yeah, they, uh, they show up, um, they, uh, they, they drive off mech. And then, uh, since Bulkhead is down, Star seems all, hey, uh, breakdown. Maybe you just saved your life, but, uh, Autobot, gotta kill him. <laughs> Go on. You can, uh, we can hang out together in the We Killed an Autobot Club. It'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but before he can do that, um, the, uh, Bulkhead, uh, wakes up, or, I guess, or Bulkhead, or Breakdown attacks him, and then Bulkhead not only does he beat up Breakdown, he also beats up Starscream and the Vehicons with Breakdown. With breakdown. Yes. It's really By a... using him as a also, hammer. Also, it's not a very... F- 
I mean, Starscream telling Breakdown to go beat up on Bulkhead when Breakdown is like, just survived horrible physical trauma and has his depth perception ruined, presumably, and yeah, he, he... he's just telling him to go let Bulkhead beat him up, basically, because it's not a fair fight. Yeah. Yeah, the mech guys were, like, trying to break down his limbs and joints, and they ripped his chest in half as if he was a giver. Like, he had two yes. flappy bits. It's just, it's not, that's not a very good fight, Starscream. Come on. Yeah, so of course he loses. Yes. But Miko's satisfied. She is <laughs> pleased indeed. <laughs> she is. Man, Prime should be concerned about her. Yeah, that uh, that 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 girl is trouble. Yeah, she's got problems. Yeah, but anyway, the uh, the Autobots finally do show up, and uh, Optimus is all bulkhead. I'm impressed that you uh, you've overcome your your rivalry with Breakdown. And then, but Bulkhead just wants to talk about how much he, you know, kicked that, those Decepticons' asses. <laughs> yes. He won the He's rematch. not being like, oh, I've learned an important lesson today. He's like, did you see him? Did you just see him run? This is great. Also, I feel like, uh, Breakdown regretted his ground vehicle mode at this point when all the Decepticons go flying off and he's just like, uh, Drive, 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 drive. <laughs> I guess I'll just drive from Russia. <laughs> so I'll just drive home from Russia. Well, I guess uh, that is what he they have to do. They don't have a ground bridge, I don't think. Don't they? Because... Uh, yeah, they that do. Was, do they? Yeah. We just had Shadow Zone a few episodes ago. Yes, they do. Oh, that, or, oh, that's right, right. It was that's last right. episode, actually. Right, right, it was crossing the street. Well, what he does need uh. is someone willing to open the ground bridge for him, which is, yeah. you know. Yeah, cause, because this may have been an unsanctioned thing, because it turns out that it wasn't, can't change, it wasn't a case of Megatron having a change of heart, it was Starscream basically looking for a future favor. Yeah. Yes. Which like, is yeah. not surprising. Nope, I mean, it's Starscream. That's what happens when he does a favor for you, he's expecting something in return. Yep. Not just because Knockout was nagging him to go save him. Starscream's doing a little walk and talk, but he's flying in a circle around Breakdown. Yes. In jet mode. Still, though, Knockout would have been so mad at Starscream Ooh. if Starscream had just left him out there. Yes. And I remember, they also have a deal. Yes. Yeah, Starscream's doing all his little deals behind the scenes. It's not really not a surprise that Megatron would prefer Soundwave and a bunch of Vehicons. <laughs> yes. Alright, so, uh, and then uh, we get one last stinger with Silas. They, uh, well, they, they got a bunch of stuff from Breakdown, and, uh, looks like they also, uh, got some pictures of Optimus Prime. <gasps> dun dun dun! So it's time to begin. Project Chimera. Chimera. Chimera? Chimera? No, Chimera. Pretty sure it's Chimera. No, it's it's Chimera. However, there is an NHL player named Jason Chimera, and it is huh. spelled Chimera. Well, maybe he should realize that he's spelling his name wrong. <laughs> and uh, so I assume this means that they're going to make like the super virus from Mission Impossible 2. Yes, of course. That's sure. what you do. 
which was also Project Chimera. That was a bad, that's a bad movie. That's, that's the John Woo one with the, uh, Limp Biscuit theme song. Oh. Uh, I mean, I haven't actually seen it, but it sounds not great. I mean, most of those Mission Impossible movies are at least solid, but mm-hmm. that one is bad. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that is Operation Breakdown. It is, uh, you know, it's pretty enjoyable. Uh, I, I'm enjoying this sort of ongoing mech project. Yeah. Yeah. Or mech plotline. I like it because it's hella dark, and I love it when stuff gets hella dark. Yeah, there, there's a fair bit of body horror in this. Just yeah. Body parts getting taken away. It's great. I love it. Yeah, the, the eye thing's a lot, but they, they could have, like, ripped an arm off or something. They could have gone further with it. Oh, man, I am like Miko. Hmm. But then again, we did have arm fall off Starscream last episode. Yeah, that was uh, that was also kind of gruesome. Poor guy. Well, I'm not feeling too bad for him, but... Just losing an arm. <laughs> I mean, it was his own fault. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was just so pitiful. That it, that it most certainly was. <laughs> I so, like yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this, and, uh, hope, which is a good thing, cause we're getting more mech next week. Ooh. What, wait, what? We're, we're doing a do-over? Wait, are we back to Beast Wars uh-huh. where they have two episodes in a row with the same theme again? I mean, this one is kind of like, it's not really a two-parter. Not quite, but, well, neither was Beast Wars when Beast Wars would do that shit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I love mech, they're so evil. <laughs> so yeah, so until they're then, They're so of wrong. <laughs> Uh, you can find us all over there. We're on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And you can find us hosted at iaconunderground.net, uh, where David and I have been resuming our Iacon Underground radio podcast. Uh, also, we have a Patreon. Yeah, we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting fees and our domain registration renewal this month. Uh, and that is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And this month, for a Patreon combination of one slim dollar, you'll be able to listen to us yammering on about Ant-Man and the Wasp. As of this recording, I have not yet seen it, but I'm looking forward to it. Soon! Uh, as of this recording, I have seen it, and I'll be talking about all sorts of Ant-Man villains. Yes, how did you get to the movie before us for once? What the fuck? <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, I was, crazy. I, I, I really love Paul Rudd, guys. I was going to go see it on Friday, and then I accidentally went to a mall that was like an hour and a half away. I just, I blacked out, and I I came to an REI looking at, like, water filtration stuff. I don't know what that is. Is that an American thing? (laughs) What? It's, it's, It's an outdoor, like an outdoor sporting goods store. Of of the sort that is just like camping stuff, but no hunting stuff. And oh. uh, uh, apparently, I have heard that they are uh, also known for being popular with lesbians. So I guess that's appropriate. That's oh, like the Subaru of camping gear. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say that's accurate. I did actually get like a canvas tote while I was there that had like a little rainbow on it that said outside with pride. So apparently they do have a somewhat significant uh, LGBT uh, customer base. Oh. 
Oh, so how until- many? How many more Marvel movies is Paul Rudd going to have to be in before they include Mac and me as a DVD extra? <laughs> well, he's going to be in the next Guardians. Uh, just as he's current, just as Ant-Man is currently, you know how Ant-Man is on the current Guardians team in the comics? Yeah. It's, it's all the long game so they can encounter, uh, the Mac and me aliens in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. And then when he shows that clip to Conan O'Brien, he'll be all, oh yeah, sure, sure. But then it'll, like, it'll pull, be like, new uh, footage. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, somebody pull, shoves Chris Pratt in a wheelchair off a, uh, off a cliff. I, I would not put <laughs> something like that past James Gunn. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so until next time when we get when we watch crisscross and get caught between the moon and New York City, I'm Rob. I'm very glad that you didn't make a joke about crisscross making you jump jump. Uh I'm just gonna do that in the next episode. Oh, I was gonna do it this time. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's me. How could I resist? I know that's my first note for the next episode. Uh, uh, okay, stop. Audacity. Um.